Hey everybody, uh, we wish this was under better circumstances, but as most of you probably already know, Israel is under attack. Uh, we're at war, and the internet is filled right now with all kinds of information, much of it lies and half-truths, uh, so that's why we're here. So in today's video, guys, we're going to try and answer your top FAQs. Yeah, to sh shed some light on this, uh, on this uh, situation. So let's get started with question number one. What happened yesterday between Israel and Gaza? So yesterday at 6.30 a.m., more or less, Hamas in Gaza, a terror organization, launched a surprise attack in Israel's uh, southern border. Yeah, a barrage of rockets, hundreds, which turns in, turned into thousands of rockets, uh, were fired at Israel. And before we knew it, um, the border between Israel and Gaza uh, was... Wide open. Infiltrated, yeah. Uh, hundreds of terrorists, of Hamas terrorists, um, poured over the border and started uh, making their way towards Israeli villages in the southern, uh, around, around Gaza, uh, in the Gaza border. Yeah, heavily armed terrorists probably from Hamas's elite units, heavily trained. Uh, they've been prepared, trained for this uh, operation. For months. For months. Yeah. They came by the air, they came by the sea, they came by jeeps and boots on the ground um, and attacked from many directions and caught the IDF completely in surprise. They proceeded to carry out really horrible atrocities, heinous crimes, war crimes and kill innocent children, women, and men as well. And they, they just passed by bus stops full of elderly people and mowed them down with bullets. They broke into homes and villages across southern Israel, entered those homes and murdered women, children, and, and, and families, entire families. And and I think the, the craziest part is the kidnappings, right? Yeah, they kidnapped dozens of civilians, uh, elderly people, uh, young people, children, families, mother with her children. Anyone they could get their hands on, they kidnapped into Gaza uh, to be a prisoner, um, which would later, they hope, could be exchanged uh, with prisoners that we hold of their yeah, terrorists. Palestinian terrorists. And I say craziest, I want to clarify that because obviously death is, I, I don't know what's worse, but death is obviously an awful, a killing murder is an awful thing. But I think craziest because we haven't experienced anything like this. You know, we've experienced terrorist attacks, not at this scale, but we've experienced the murder of innocent civilians. The capture of innocent Israeli civilians at this scale dozens uh i think the they're talking about 50 maybe 100 people captured at this point mm -hmm. is just mind-boggling yeah and it's important to emphasize that this is not a military operation this is a terrorist operation and you see this because they came into israel's borders with one mission to kill and hijack kidnap as many israeli civilians as possible women children old, young, no matter. There's Th reports of rape. There are images and videos of elderly ladies, like 80 plus, just being like dragged into Gaza. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. And one of the pictures actually is very moving, uh, although the circumstances are horrible, but you can 
really see one elderly lady uh, who's being uh, draw- dragged into Gaza, and, but she keeps her, you know, her, her spirit and doesn't show, uh, doesn't show them that she's... Any weakness. Any weakness, yes. She's going with her head... Held high. Held high. And this really reminds us uh, the darkest pictures from Jewish history. And it's not a coincidence, which leads us to the next question. Why did Hamas attack? Um, and I guess the answer is both simple and confusing. Uh, they hate Jews. Yeah, I mean, why Hitler uh, decided to kill all Jews? Is yeah. there an answer to this question? Because, just because, he decided that's what he wants to do. And I think this this really kind of debunks all of the... Um, claims previously about the Palestinians being oppressed and just wanting to be a free people. Live in peace. Live in peace. We got a very clear indication yesterday uh, and today of what um, the true face of the Palestinian people looks like. And unfortunately, and I wish it were different, the, the, the majority of Palestinians in the Gaza Strip are not... Um, different. They're not held hostage by their regime. It's not as if you rip out Hamas, then the people of Gaza all of a sudden will be free to be their true self. This is their true self. Their true self is raping, pillaging, murdering uh, Jews. And Hamas is a terror organization. It has complete control over Gaza and it uses, for years, it uses Gaza's infrastructure, funds, international aid for one purpose only, to kill as many Jews as possible. And it is destroy the state of Israel. Destroy the state of Israel. It is in in their constitutional document of the organization. They want complete control of what they call Palestine from the river to the sea. And they will not stop until they achieve this goal. And this is what happened yesterday has to be looked at from this perspective there is no other perspective there isn't a why they weren't provoked to do this to kill uh, hundreds of uh, israeli citizens there was no provocation the only provocation is we sit here breathing and existing so you'll probably see uh you know on twitter on the internet all kinds of claims that hamas attacked because of the uh, horrid conditions that they're living in and the siege that Israel puts on Hamas and on the Gaza Strip. Uh, maybe the the Saudi peace plan that's that's underway. All of this is, you know, there may be uh, uh, macro geopolitical influences, but in the end, you need to find an able and willing partner to carry out such a heinous act. And Hamas was the perfect uh, actor for this. They were there ready to just, you know, tear down the border and kill as many Jews, women, children, and men included. So it's, it. yes, we may find out things about how this was influenced and how this is Iran-backed and what the different geopolitical forces are at play, but we can't ultimately forget the fact that Hamas carried out this attack and they carried it out because they're an anti-Semitic organization that hates Jews and wants to kill us. 
And we period. saw, yeah, period. What are the results of this attack? So first of all, uh, there are numbers, they're horrifying. We have over 500 deaths. Yeah. That includes soldiers who rushed to the scene and fought really bravely to protect the Israeli kibbutzim and uh, villages in the Gaza border, and they fell in ba battle against terrorists. It includes civilians in those uh, little villages around the border, the kibbutzim, uh, who were in these improvised uh, protection squads, and they really fought by themselves against heavily, heavily armed terrorists, outnumbered, and some of them saved literally saved the their villages and yeah. saved the people there. So we are talking about more than 500 deaths, uh, thousands, around 2,000, 3,000 injured. We don't know the exact numbers yet. It's still a bit in haze. But within the deaths, I think also we should mention there are many policemen um, who were, fight, were fighting also against uh, the Palestinian terrorists in the very first wave. You know, the, the army, the military was caught off guard, so policemen were sort of the first responders. Yeah. And civilians, of course, many, many of them, most of them, I think, are civilians. And also there are hijacked, uh, kidnapped civilians and soldiers. Yeah. Uh, we don't know the exact number. It's estimated to be between 50 and 100 people young, old. Children, babies, toddlers. Some of like. them are not even Israeli. Some of them are the Nepali or Thailandi uh, workers who were working in the fields uh, of the kibbutz, uh, you know, just uh, minding them their own. It doesn't matter. Like they just captured anyone they saw that was their main goal. In the beginning, in the first hours yesterday, a few villages were kind of under terrorist control, right? So yes, basically from the very first hour hours uh, of this uh, invasion, about 20 or so villages in the Gaza border were partially or fully captured by terrorists. Uh, the army wasn't prepared and it took many hours for soldiers to come and retake control of those villages. And in this time, uh, the terrorists went into homes. People were trying to, you know, uh, hide in a bomb shelters. Some of them managed to survive. Some were massacred. Um, and that was also horrendous. Also in uh, little cities like Sderot and uh, other cities, not really that close to the border, uh, terrorists managed to get there and shoot people in the streets you know it was holiday so some people went out early to pray in the synagogue and they were um shot to death uh at point blank and i think it's important to mention also that uh looking outside right now the streets of tel aviv are empty it feels almost like a half yom kippur type of situation all the way to tel aviv because there are still reports i mean hundreds of terrorists poured into israel from gaza and we don't have any, I mean, it's absolute chaos here. There's tons of people missing. People don't know where they are. And likewise, there are probably dozens of terrorists still within Israel's borders that we don't, we aren't, we haven't accounted for. Um, and so there's all these reports going around of like terrorists, you know, maybe being in the streets of Tel Aviv or making their way towards Tel Aviv. So there's kind of this very eerie feeling all throughout Israel. Um, the, the the which is the ultimate objective of terrorism right is, yep. is exactly what's happening right outside just this sense of psychological terror 
Also, they've been uh, bombing uh, the south and central Israel with rockets for uh, most of yesterday, including endless missile attacks on the center, on Tel Aviv, on Jerusalem, on even on uh, Bedouin Arabic Muslim uh, villages in the Negev Desert. A at least nine Bedouins died <laughs> uh, by Hamas uh, rockets. So they don't care uh, who they hit, if it's Muslims. Yeah. Jews, Arabs, uh, they don't care. One more thing it's important to say is that right outside the Gaza border near one of the kibbutzim, there was a huge party, like a, you know, like a nature trans party. nature party yeah. with thousands of young people. A rave. A rave, and they were just going there to enjoy life, celebrate, and uh, in the morning, uh, before they knew what's going on, they found themselves surrounded by and Hamas terrorists, and they really shot everyone. People escaped the scene. There are horrendous videos. It's like an apocalypse movie. People being kidnapped, just being driven off in motorcycles. Yeah, some awful. of them were kidnapped. Many were just shot uh, on Point the spot. Blank. And uh, some managed to hide in the woods in the area. And some, many, are still missing, and their families are looking for them, and we have no idea what and happened many are to dead. them. Many, many are, are dead. dead. Many are dead. There was a, a German girl who um, was captured, and I believe the reports are that she was raped and murdered and then driven around Gaza in a truck naked. Yeah, there's a video. Um, it, it's pretty horrific stuff, and I, I say it not to just shock, but but to, to kind of try and convey what we're dealing with over here. It is pretty shocking. It's pretty horrendous. Um, and that is, I think, important to, to, to note the reaction on the other side. Sorry guys, my phone is going wild because we can't put our phones on silent um, in this situation. I think it's important to note as well that on the Gazan side, um, there's just celebrations, meaning people are getting murdered. Innocent women, children are getting murdered and raped and their naked bodies dragged around and danced on. And the people of Gaza are celebrating. Rejoicing. Dancing. And this is why I say that this isn't Hamas. This is Gaza, okay? There, there weren't the Nazis. There was Germany in World War II, and we were fighting the Germans. And it's, it's a bit frustrating for me, at least. I don't know about for you, man, but for me, when hearing Hamas has to be rooted out, um, obviously there are children in Gaza who are, you know, perfectly innocent, but the culture of the people there is what brought this about. It's a culture of violence. It's a culture of worshiping violence, of dancing on dead bodies and passing out sweets when innocent women and children on the other side are raped and murdered. And that's what we're dealing with. And it's, it may seem pretty horrific to hear that, um, but that's the truth. All right, so the next question, how did they infiltrate Israel? The simple answer we do not know. We do not know. We know technically how they did it. Uh, some came by air with uh, improvised gliders. gliders uh, but that's just a few. Some tried to come by the sea, but mostly they were shot by the Israeli um, uh, Navy. Uh, but mostly they came by blowing up the border fence. And breaking through. And breaking through. Now, the big question is how they managed to do that. And in Israeli social media, they're 
where they are circulating a lot of videos from people who used to serve in this border and uh, they the big question i think yeah. is how did how did they manage to even touch the fence right because usually on the border there's first of all there's a whole uh, um, there's a whole department of people that their job is to stare at the border. They have these big cameras that are looking at a whole section of the border and they just stare at it for hours on end. Yeah. And if, if they see an animal get close to the fence, then like it's reported and there's a, there's a Jeep sent on site. You but, served at the border, right? Yeah. I served in, uh, right on the Gaza border. And I mean, it's super, super, super sensitive. Anybody who gets near the fence is immediately, um, basically just the entire squadron in the areas is, is, uh, on their feet. Um, but the, I think the story is starting to be, get pieced together. There's a, there's a, there's a big question also about which is like a sea, fi sea fire or sea shoot. It's this, this thing on the Southern border that basically is automate automated and any, any, um, anything that it spots on the fence literally gets shot down. Um, uh, and they blew it up using a drone. Mm -hmm. They basically made it, incapacitated it. Yeah. They put some small explosive right near it, like right where it needed to be. It wasn't this huge explosion. Right. There's a video of them dropping it, and they they um, they basically took it out of commission. So I think the story is going to start getting pieced together. I would be wary of believing any kind of conspiracy theories of double agents. Not that it's not a possibility, but there's no not proof. really any clear idea of how it went down yet and one that's thing only going to be found out yes but one weeks. thing is certain like the idf here failed miserably there was a first of all there was an intelligence fail failure because this kind of operation was being prepared for months and the entire uh, shin bet the secret service responsible on the gaza strip and the in, in military's intelligence units uh missed it or even worse, they knew about it, but they didn't interpret prioritize it, prioritize it, prioritize it, interpret it, and convey it to the ministers and to the you know to the government, because in all the briefs that the government got, uh, it wasn't mentioned that there is an immediate threat from from the Gaza. On the contrary, the, all the debriefing said that Hamas is deterred, yeah. and once. It's to be quiet. All is and, quiet uh, on the Gazan front. Exactly. So we don't know exactly what happened, uh, but we are sure that it will be investigated thoroughly. And it's safe to assume that it will not happen again. But I think currently it's important to, you know, to stay uh, united. Yeah, there will be time for... Yeah, for for politics and for paying uh, prices and pointing fingers and finding out who's responsible. But right now, I think Israel is, there's a pretty wide consensus that we're all getting behind one man whose name is Bibi Netanyahu, and he's going to lead us through this war, and we're going to get it done. And, you know, we not everybody's happy with him. You guys have heard our opinions on the podcast, mostly mine and criticism that I have, but we're putting all that aside because right now we're at war and there's one objective and one objective only, which is to win. Which leads us to the next question. What should happen now? The million dollar question. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, anyone, any Israeli would have maybe a little different answer, but I think there's a big consensus. Yeah. In Israeli society, on what should happen now, which is and so rare, right? Yes, ten million, or I don't know, seven million, eight million Jews, 
and uh, one one opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that's unheard of. Right. So here's what needs to happen now. Uh, Israel declared war war on Gaza, which is unprecedented because in the past it was only military operations officially, but now uh, Israel has called it a war and this has consequences. Uh, the prime minister uh, said, uh, declared, what are the goals? Uh, the elimination uh, of Hamas. And the big question is, how can it be done? Yeah. Here you might have differing opinions. Yes. Um, yeah, no question the Hamas needs to be destroyed and destroyed once and for all. Um, I think that it also it was hinted at, Bibi uh, gave a speech, also posted on Twitter, that Gazans should get out. Uh, he said, get out because we're coming at you with our full the full might of our military. And I think that, that hints that there should be wide and severe destruction in Gaza. Um, Gazans should should understand that this is not something that they ever want to even think about again. Um, they should suffer a very, very, very painful punishment. Um, you know, I think I think uh, I think Gaza, much of Gaza, should be should be destroyed, should be leveled to the ground. I don't think there should be much left. Uh, I think they should have to build everything up from scratch again, and then hopefully they'll build their culture and their their way of thinking up from the ground up again. You gotta understand, guys, that Israel can't just simply uproot Hamas from Gazan society, from uh, the city of Gaza. It's not a viable option because they're hiding behind civilians. They're hiding in bunkers under hospitals. And uh, but now the rules of the game have been changed. And because they violated uh, all the, you know, they threw everything to the trash can, no Geneva Convention, no international law, everything, because they're a terror organization, then we have the moral uh, right to also use against them all the force and might and pushing aside for the time being uh, international law. Because you cannot fight terror organizations with uh, international law means. Yeah. Uh, you simply can't. So this means that we have, if we want to protect our lives and to continue to live in this place, and we don't have a choice. Like uh, if you know anything about Jewish history, you know that we simply don't have another option but to live here. And if we want to stay and live here, we have to defeat this enemy. And the only way to defeat it is by destroying significant parts of Gaza because they are hiding inside within civilians. So that's just what we're gonna do and it's gonna be a very hard thing to do. Many soldiers will die, unfortunately, hopefully not, but that's the realistic assumption. Already, I think, uh, in the dozens. I think we're over 40, 50. Yeah, but in the operation in Gaza, I mean, uh, yeah. many, many soldiers will pay the highest price, uh, but we simply don't, we tried everything. We have, we've done operations in Gaza time and time again. We tried to other approaches in the past years. It's important to note that- Appeasement. We've been, we, we were supplying Gaza with electricity and water well into this altercation, into this conflict, like- uh, Up until yesterday morning, yeah. basically. And also- No, I, it, a couple of hours past the invasion. 
Right. I think four or five hours. Yeah, still. And also, uh, it's important to say that in the past months, years, tens of thousands of Gaza civilians were allowed inside Israel to work in hope that this economic benefit uh, would somehow change uh, their perspective and Hamas's interests. But this approach failed. Also, money was passed into the Gazans' hands, Hamas's hands. Money from Qatar was literally just given to Hamas in the hope of maintaining some kind of economical stability, maintaining some good relations. I think we all understand now where that got us. And evil cannot be appeased. Evil cannot be uh, reckoned with. Evil has to be destroyed. We're dealing with Nazis. Uh, it's as simple as that. And how did the Allies defeat Nazis? How did the Allies defeat Japan? Uh, they, you know, the British uh, bombed Dresden, raised it to the ground. America, uh, you know what happened. Fire we also bombed Tokyo, but also uh, that, yeah. We also, we also Oppenheimer. We know what happened and it worked. This is how World War II was won. And this is the exact kind of enemy that we are facing now. And there are no other means to do it. That's just yeah. reality. All right, so the next question, what about civilians in Gaza? One thing we gotta say before we address this question, and again, we said it before, we gotta emphasize this point. Hamas enjoys, a, I won't say a complete consensus, but a majority of Gazans support Hamas. This has been shown and proven time and time again. Moreover, if that weren't the case, Hamas wouldn't rule Gaza in the first place, okay? They rule out of consensus, a deep consensus in Palestinian society. Yeah, even in the West Bank, uh, Mahmoud Abbas holds basically a, essentially a dictatorship, but it is widely believed that if he were to leave or get thrown out of power and the elections were to be held in the West Bank, Hamas would be voted in. So civilians in Gaza uh, uh, support Hamas and this means they support the action that Hamas does and this means that they're not uh, they have to bear the consequences of their policies actions and politics and uh, that's ha that has to be said uh, first and foremost yeah I think it should probably also be noted that you know we're aware of the fact that there are children and women um, in Gazan society. And I think it's, I think Israel and generally the state of Israel, Jews here living in Israel um, are aware of that fact and have done everything in their power to avoid hurting innocent civilians. Um, but honestly, and it pains me to say this, I think the gig is up. I don't think there's any other way about it. I mean, you know, it's a tough question to have to juggle with, but do I care more about my daughter than an innocent uh, Gazan uh, girl who's the same age? Hands down, yes. And I think it would make me an immoral person if I didn't. I care much more about my daughter than any child in Gaza. And, and I think I think that's the ultimate question we have to ask. Yeah, but, because but that's not a hypothetical. People yesterday witnessed their children being murdered. Yeah. So... 
And that, yeah, it's true. It's not a hypothetical. It never was a hypothetical yesterday. I think it slapped us in the face. And, um, this and is it the moral forces choice for you. Yeah, it's easy to sit, you know, in, in California or wherever someone might be and say, you know, all lives are equal. But in reality, all lives are not equal. The lives of the people that are closer to me are more equal than the lives of other people to me. Not to mention and an enemy. A, and as a nation, our lives are more are, are more important to us than the lives of the people in Gaza. Who are and the so enemy. we have done everything. Yeah, who are the enemy. Um, we have done everything in our power to try to avoid harming innocent civilians. But now the question is, is it us or is it them? And I think there's no doubt in my mind that it's them. I want to see Gaza destroyed. And also important to say, as we mentioned before, the prime minister told Gazan civilians, evacuate. Now, it's important. Guys, go to Google Maps. I, I urge you, go write Gaza and see for yourselves what many people don't know. Gaza has a border with Egypt. They have a border with Egypt, which means they can evacuate to Egypt. There are also UNRWA, uh, like compounds humanitarian compounds and yeah Gazans uh, civilian Gaza civilians who do not wish to get harmed and who do get not out. wish to participate in, and be human shields for Hamas terrorists should just pack up their bags and leave you have 24 you have 48 hours get out yeah I'm not sure exactly I mean obviously the military isn't gonna uh, reveal its plans but give people time the Gazan people should get out of Gaza should get out of the city of Gaza and should get out of Khan Yunis and other major uh, uh, population camps. centers and camps in Gaza. Go out into the fields, wait it out. I don't care where you go. We should destroy Gaza. It is the moral thing to do. It's the moral thing to do. It's not out of vengeance. It's not out of um, anger. Uh, although there are those feelings, it's none of that. It's the moral thing to do to destroy Gaza. As, as our sages taught us, those who uh, have compassion for the cruel will end up being cruel to the compassionate. And those who rise up to kill you, you rise up and kill them first. What about Israel's northern border? So there's a lot of talk that this was sort of a distraction to pull the military south so that Lebanon could attack Lebanon. Lebanon and Hezbollah and Lebanon have amassed over 100, 150,000 rockets um, and are well prepared to stage a large-scale painful attack on Israel. So I think it's a, it's a legitimate concern, wouldn't you say? Yes, it's definitely uh, being cal calculated. The army, I think, is preparing for that scenario. And actually, with Lebanon, it can be a little bit easier because it's a functioning state um, with infrastructure and army and um, I think the IDF can has a lot more options how he can react to any aggression from the northern front you can expect the IDF to bring back Leb Lebanon to the dark ages basically if they attempt to start a war right now and yeah I again. think that's why destroying Gaza is such an important objective of this war right now we need to send a clear message to lebanon you shoot one rocket lebanon 
is no longer. Lebanon will send it back to the Stone Age. Yeah, and let's hope it won't happen. And uh, as of now, there have been some provocations, but nothing significant. And hopefully it stays this way. And if not, we will uh, prevail and they will suffer again the consequences and they will weep for generations, I think, yeah. for what will happen to them. And, and one last point, I think Lebanon should remember what happened to Syria uh, in uh, 67. And, uh, you know, I don't think we should rule out uh, what happened to Egypt in 67. Uh, we conquered huge parts of their territories. And I think that also should be on the table. Yeah, I honestly, I think Israel's, uh, and this is just a side note, Israel's like main issue is that it doesn't know how to unleash its full might. I don't think we we are very good at that. We don't know how to get enraged and just kind of unleash our rage. Yeah, um, like the American army do- did. Yeah, and I think that that's that's something that's important in warfare. Your enemy needs to see you like just going crazy. Um, needs a disproportionate response to understand. I mean, if we can all calculate the response to our actions, then we can kind of decide how to act, when to act, when we're willing to pay the price, when we're not willing to pay the price. But if there is an equation that says, big question mark, you don't know. You fire a rocket, maybe we'll destroy your entire country. Then you start thinking, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't fire a rocket. It needs, there needs to be... A deterrent is not, we'll destroy a building. And if you fire 10 rockets, we'll destroy a village. And if you fire 100 rockets, we'll destroy 10 villages. It needs to be, you could fire a rocket. We may very well destroy all of Lebanon. And that's, I think, an important piece of, of equation, right? Of the any kind of strategy. In a perfect world. The last question, will Israel win this war? Of course, we will win this war, guys. We have the strongest military, uh, one of the strongest militaries in the world, and definitely the strongest military in the Middle East. Uh, we already see a vast recruitment to reserves. Um, you know, people leaving their homes, fathers leaving their children and wives, and recruiting uh, to serve at the reserves. And also, those who are not recruited, you can see lines, uh, cues to donate blood, to help in any way possible. And this is why we will win, because we have a stronger resolve and we simply don't have any other option. So here's where I disagree with you. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I think it's important to define what is win. Mm-hmm. I think we already are at a, you know, if they shot a rocket and killed someone, God, you know, that's awful. But I would say that winning is a different, is, has, you know, you measure winning differently. I think we started out at, you know, it's like you walk into a casino and you lose a million bucks. You got to do really good to win, right? Yeah. To leave at any net positive, you need to do really well. If you come in, lose five bucks, then you, your chances of winning are still much better. Yeah. Um, I think we started at a major deficit. I mean, if you look at the numbers, 500 dead, someone said this. If you compare it, you know, proportionally to the population of Israel, this is like 9-11s times three, four. Multiplied, right? 
Um, this is a devastating event in Israeli history. It will go down in Israeli history as a very, very devastating event. And I think winning, for me, needs to be total winning, 100%, meaning we need to eliminate Gaza, eliminate the Hamas, probably conquer Gaza completely, re-inhabit it, re-inhabit it with, with Jews, with Jewish population, with the Israeli population, mostly Jews, re-establish the border so it's the border with Egypt, and have this never happen again for at least 100 years. I think that would be winning. And I'm not so confident that, you know, I, I fully stand behind our military. I think we have one of the best militaries in the world and I support whatever actions the military is going to take. But I just, I don't know if that outcome is something, like I'm a little less hopeful about that type of winning. There was this old uh, uh, slogan back in the day, let the IDF win. So that's a good note to end yeah. with. Let the IDF win. Let them win. Go get them, boys. Give them hell. Guys, that's it for today's video. Thank you for watching. Please help us share the truth. And uh, if you have any more questions, please write them down below in the comment section and we'll try and do our best to answer them. And keep praying for us. And thank you for your love and support. Yeah. And we'll try to make more videos. Let us know which videos you'd like to see about the situation. And see you on the next video, guys. Pray for Israel.